RadioInfluence.com. Fix my shirt now that I'm here, man. Hey, hey, I act different when I got a fresh haircut, Jason. I'm telling you that right now, man. It's DJ Eakin, man. Uh, the DJ Eakin podcast about to pop off. Um, I kind of thought this was going to be like a two-part thing, but uh, shouts out to Melissa L. And of course, my man DJ Quest, who rock with us today, man. So uh, here goes the DJ Eakin podcast. Let's go. Shouts out to uh, the lovely Miss Melissa L., who's back this week. Um... She was here for last week's for fun episode, which was which was kind of enlightening. Uh, the audience got to know her, the family got to know her, which I thought was a really cool thing. But this week, uh, no games. We back to business this week, and um, <laughs> uh, of course, um, I've been I've been waiting to get this dude on the pod. So I felt like if I keep reaching out to him, you know, he busy, this, he that, he got like twenty seven shows. He finally man, joined me. My family DJ Quest down in Fort Myers, man. What Quest up, is what here. Up, what up? What up? What up? You act like you asked me all the time. You asked me one time, bro, last week. Quest, don't, don't, don't. Do that, that was it. Quest, you know that, what, was it. I, that was it. I understand it. you. You know, you know, Eakin will hit me up on a random day. Hey, let's go grab breakfast. I haven't seen you in a long time. Wait a minute. Like, when? In 10 minutes? No. I'm, I, <laughs> and then he says, I, know, right? I ask you all the time. No, you don't ask me all the time. Listen. You ask me one time randomly. <laughs> one thing I learned about Eakin is you got to always be on Eakin time. What the? Right? <laughs> and and what, what, what time is Eakin time? <laughs> Is whatever time he say it is, okay? Is that you gotta always be on whatever time he can say and be on time on Eakin time. This is why we've been around each other twice in real life. I think. I think Eakin and I have FaceTime calls, podcasts now. I've only seen him in person twice. That's the crazy. Man's a myth, the legend. Wow, that's a that's a lot. No, look, as as they say in this space, right? It's a lot to unpack there. But I'm gonna back up. I'm, I'm gonna take it. Like you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna work on me. Uh, obviously, I need to work on me and how how I deal with my friends and family. Nah, you, nah, you good? You good? Oh, good. You're okay. Because I mean, oh, you. That, no, that's what makes that's before. what makes you you though, bro. <laughs> oh, okay. So you've just learned to that's accept. You. It. You've learned to accept. Exactly. It. A long time ago. Oh, and and Melissa, like it, it, just a little on our history. Like I've known Quest since I kind of like got in this DJ space. Like when I first moved to Orlando, Quest has been like one of yeah. my like like partners, one of the dudes who helped me on even to come up. Like we kind of came up together. So like. Quest and yeah. I are like is deep in it, way deeper than rap here. So like it's kind of yeah. it, it, it's kind of wild, and and I gotta I gotta take a step. I'm, I gotta apologize to Quest, and I'm just now getting him on the pod because Quest be out. Quest, up, Quest know what's that's, going on. God, you know, damn, that's some bullshit. Some hey, bullshit. look, man. Okay, so you here today? Like, and and I and I wanted you both here, here today. Right, you everybody's I'm here ready. today, and it was a few things like when I when I first reached out to Quest and said I wanted to have him on, um mm-hmm. and. Melissa, I've talked to you about this too, right? And so, first and foremost, there were these things that that happened with Wiz Khalifa, right? And 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 then, ah. okay, like you know, there were there were the things that happened with Wiz Khalifa. But then, since then, like seventeen thousand other stories have run across my screen. And in the notes that I sent you guys on on wanting to have you both here on the pod today, Melissa, of course, is back to talk this to talk this craziness with me, right? And <laughs> I decided that Wiz just wasn't at the top of what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, yeah. Where I want to start at today is I want to start with what's widely starting to be known as podcast snitching. Right? And, and, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the podcast world, right? If, if you've been listening here for a while, I appreciate you, the people that rock with us. But if, you, if you've been listening to the podcast space in different areas... One of the things that's really big in the podcast space is a lot of dudes or females that have history that come on here 
And for lack of a better term, just tell everybody damn business. Like things that I'll probably be like, I don't know if you should have told that. I don't know if we needed all of that. But what really made me want to talk about it today is because he does these things so well is the homie Plies. Plies comes out and, and, and I'm going to give I'm going to give you all this audio. Can, Jason, can we can we pull up Plies thoughts on a on a podcast snitching? And, and after we get this, then we'll get into y'all's thoughts on this podcast space and what's happening right now. Hey, is it me? <laughs> uh, anybody, anybody else know this? Podcast to become home of the motherfucking snitching. <laughs> yeah, home of the motherfucking snitching. If you wake up one morning, you just decide you got some shit you want to snitch about, you find a nigga motherfucking podcast <laughs> and you get on them and you just sit down for two motherfucking hours and you just snitch on every motherfucking body. <laughs> you want a motherfucking snitch on. Tell everybody motherfucking business. Every time I see a nigga finna sit down on a motherfucking podcast, I already know what he came to motherfucking. He already know what he came to motherfucking do. <laughs> he come to tell you about somebody motherfucking business <laughs> that you ain't even motherfucking action. He just woke up one motherfucking morning and he, and he just say today is a motherfucking day. <laughs> I'm finna go on these motherfucking people show. I'm finna reach out to these people and the people with the podcast. <laughs> they know. They know. All these niggas want to do is get on here motherfucking snitch <laughs> and tell you about somebody else motherfucking business. And, and they already know it. They, they just like, <laughs> and I know sometimes them motherfuckers be sitting down there laughing to themselves <laughs> and say, boy, these some talking ass motherfuckers right <laughs> here. These motherfuckers, <laughs> why these motherfuckers love to come on here and just tell everybody motherfucking business? I'm talking about shit you ain't even know. Motherfuckers just come on there and they just talk to their motherfucking tongue. <laughs> Get motherfucking tired, man. I, I sat there, I said, I said, I said boy, God damn! These motherfuckers really come on here, man, and just <laughs> these motherfuckers really come on here and just pull their motherfucking. <laughs> okay, okay. Because Plaza keep laughing, and then two other points come out. Now, now to to give everybody where where the reason I want to go here, and there's a couple of reasons. For one, is I want to make sure that that's not what's constantly happening here on the DJ Aiken podcast. That's one big thing because I, I still consider myself. That's not what happened. I, I was ready to start snitching. Well, uh, well, we're not doing that. Well, yeah, we might, Quest. We might. There might. I mean, there there are some facts. I thought, that I, I thought you got me on here to get the snitching. Well, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like the facts. I do love the facts. But when I'm when I'm talking about what Plaz is talking about, let, let's use. Um, and and this is no drink champs, for well, example. Well, I mean, well, there you go. And 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 this is no disrespect to drink champs mm, or any of the dope podcasters out there, right? But drink champs, the 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 prereq is you come on in and you start drinking, and we all know yeah. that once people start getting the sauce in them, it, it it basically is liquid courage. Anything they was thinking about saying, they probably gonna say. Mm-hmm. And most recently, yep. it it got to really crazy because Irv Gotti was there. Now, if you Irv, know Irv Gotti. Irv Gotti is the founder of Murder, Inc., Ja Rule, Ashanti, Lloyd. Mm-hmm. He's also pretty much responsible for a lot of the bigger joint partnerships that happen at Def Jam with like Jay-Z, DMX. People don't give him as much credit, but, you know, but Irv has kind of been like one of them dudes. So to me, in this hip hop space, Irv is legendary. Like to me, some of the things that I see these dudes do that, that Irv did on Drink Champs, I didn't really think that a dude like him needs to do. Like to me, when you get to be the, the, the accomplishments that Irv has had, to me, some of these things just they just they just dirty up your legacy, you know. Um, right. And so when he went on Drink Champs, Irv talked about 
everything. He even talked about stuff that now Ashanti is disputing and saying ain't even true. Like that him and her had a relationship, whoop-de-whoop, mm-hmm. this and that and the other. And it's been it's been talked about so much and so crazy that her mom came out on social media and said some things. Ja Rule even came out and said, Irv is my brother, Ashanti's my, my sister. Irv was wrong. Like he came out on social media and said, Irv was wrong. We know Fat Joe spoke on it, whatever. Now, so my question to the two of you and everybody in the audience that's rocking with us, because one thing we can't front on is that Drink Champs got millions and millions of views when they drop these episodes. Million dollars worth of game. Uh, Rallo and, and Gilly. Rallo and Gilly, right? Views upon views upon views. We already know where the Joe Button podcast sits. So, what you go ahead, go ahead. Well, let me get this question, Fat Quest, and then ahead, and you go, go ahead and run with the thought. My thing is, are they wrong for giving us this much info or are we wrong for constantly clicking to keep hearing all this info and then sharing it and watching it be sharing it, be shared and supporting it? Whoever want to jump in first, that that's where I'm at with it. Ladies ladies first. All right. I'll take it. Thank you. Thank you, Quest. He's so kind. Um, So (laughs) what I will say is I don't feel wrong for listening to someone's business that they want to put out because no one asked you. I didn't go to you and say, tell me all your business and let me in on it, right? You brought it out here for the world to share. I'm not mad at the podcasters either because that's part of our job to have an entertaining show, right? Um, Now, I say Drink Champs because even last week we were talking about the game and how he was supposed to do a tour of his new new record that was coming out and no one knew anything about the record. What did he go on Drink Champs and do? He went and said he's a better rapper than Eminem, and then he dropped this garbage-ass single for us, and that's how we found out he had an album, You hate right? that 10-minute record, don't you? You just hate I that. I really do. Like, he only got a minute and a half of my time. Um, there was that one. There's Irv Gotti. There was no need for him to speak on Ashanti at all. If you think about it, Murder, Inc. is kind of like on a revival thing right now, right? Like, I know I saw... Ashanti's been performing, Ja Rule's been performing, you know, Irv Gotti. People aren't, like, downing them and clowning them as much as they were maybe, like, 10 years ago. Right. And so there was no reason. What was the reason? Well, <laughs> well, they do say this. They do say part of the reasoning is, you know, they're about to do the, uh, is, isn't it the Murder, Inc. documentary is about to drop? Murder, Inc. The Murder, Inc. Yeah. documentary is about to drop on BET, right? So to your point, you know, and, and to your point about Irv, this is always Irv. Like, Irv, to me, is always on 10. Right quest, right quest. He's always on like ten. Always, always, always. Go ahead. And, and, and Irv, 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 always. He's always telling straight facts. Though he he don't hold nothing back. But at the end of the day, controversy sells. All right. These podcasts know that when they get these people on the show, they got to get them to say something that's going to be clickbait. All right. Right. They. That's that's the whole point. What during this podcast that we're going to talk about that's going to be the clickbait. You know what I'm saying? I remember I did a podcast with um, Popcorn, and the one thing he said in the interview that really stuck that I was like, oh, I'm going to get views, is that he said that he could smoke more weed than, than Snoop Dogg, and I forgot who else he said. Wiz. He said he could smoke them. Yeah, he said he could smoke them <laughs> under the table. And that was the, the, the line that I put right. as the clickbait. And everyone came to the damn podcast or the interview just to see that part. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? And, and the artists know, hey, when I go on these podcasts, I got to say something that's going to get my attention. 
Mm-hmm. I need people talking about me. You right. know what I'm saying? They're not going there on there. Sometimes it, they they accidentally saying some stuff like, "Oh, damn, I shouldn't have said that." But when they go on there, they know what they're doing. Right? They know what they're doing. They they're not gonna go on the biggest podcast and not say nothing. Right? They going on there to get attention. You know what I'm saying? So and we feeding into it. Mm-hmm. We love Viral it. Is a thing. We love it's it. A thing. Everyone yeah. wants to go viral. Everyone wants. To, oh, I'm gonna. You know, and it just. It just keeps progressing. Like people, the more outrageous it can be, I mean, the better it's going to be. So, yeah, like, I mean, that's what I got. That's because I couldn't really understand flies. You know, he kept laughing and <laughs> right, that's, that's flies. <laughs> he got that weird accent. I'm like, yeah, ah. but you, you know what, though? I mean, we didn't even really touch on it, but like there are podcasts that they be straight snitching. What Irv did, that was just trying to sell a show, I think. Right, but it's some podcasts like the Adam Adam Twenty Twos, the Vlad TVs, um, sometimes the DJ Smalls interviews where they asking questions where I'm like, what? Why would you ask this question? And the artist is is just answering it like, <laughs> like he he in the um, interrogation room. <laughs> to that, like to, you didn't have to answer. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> let me ask you guys this though. To to that point, right? And and this has been said. Like I said, I I don't know Adam Twenty Two, right? I just know his his podcast is big. I don't. I you know I know Vlad from way back, and he's been called you know the feds and this sort of thing, right? Yeah, and yeah. and a couple of these dudes have been called vultures of the culture, right? Because they sit right beside the culture. And no matter what all these dudes do, it seems like a lot of them they jump in, but they really start to get their name by heavily being making sure that they're talking about all the bad shit that goes on in rap. Like it, it just, it just mm-hmm. like, like the, like 70% of what they put out is such and such got killed. Such and such gang members. Like I was talking about two weeks ago, like on a podcast, all of those podcasts that, that put out like, you know, Instagram, like little, like things to draw your attention. They jump right into Tampa when that dude had, uh, you know, Raleigh Bands had had put up that he'd be home in five minutes if his ops wanted to see him come see him, and he was dead ten minutes later. Right? He mm-hmm. was dead ten minutes later. Neither one oh, of them. Was Tampa, that was yeah, I was in Tampa, right? But none yeah. of them ever came here to promote anybody's music, probably unless there was a budget attached. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so my question to the two of you is: Is this hurting the culture though, or is it hurting? Well, I think the news cycle to me is already damaged because I think that people who want to do like like me, I want to kind of stick close to having my integrity of being the media. Right. I don't just want to talk about the bad shit or somebody that died because this culture means more to me than that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that we can recover, though? Like, has the culture just gone to this place of like, if you're not talking about stuff like this or super negative stuff to get the clicks that we can't there's there's because I don't feel like there's a lot of balance anymore. It all happens in ebbs and flows, I think, honestly. Like, as a person who just follows media and, like, trends and things like that personally, I feel like um, eventually you're going to start getting people that are tired of hearing negativity, right? And tired of the mess. You know, um, let's take it down to, I used to watch Love & Hip Hop, right? Um, When it was, like, a popular show, right? Hear me on this. (laughs) I was very much against it. No, 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 I got a point. I got a point. I'm going to bring it back full circle. So I used to be so against that show because I was like, this is exploitative. Like, why are why are these women acting like this? Right. And especially being a black woman like that's just it's a hot mess. But then I got into it and I was like, oh, this is funny. You know, and they're fighting every episode over my man and this and that. And my coochie is better and blah, blah, blah. blah. (laughs) My record that's never going to come out. But 
whatever. And they're fighting and they're pulling hair and it's great. But then you get to a point where as you're maturing, right? Because this is my early 20s when the show was at its peak. I'm 31 now. Um, I see clips of it and I'm like, I'm not interested in watching stuff like this anymore, right? So I think I think it happens in ebbs and flows. Right now, that's what's cool. That's what's popping. Um, I think eventually, though, there will be enough people that are more interested in keeping the integrity of the culture to kind of reel that back in. Um, that's just me, though. I think. Okay, what, 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 can you explain something to me? What's ebbs and flows? Mm. I learned something new today. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> Basically, like, 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 like a wave. Right, you know, waves, like a wave. Go. go up, you go down. We go up, we go down. Okay, okay. Where there's a there's a nice equilibrium where the tide is just right. You know. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hey, I, I think um, you can't really blame um, the podcasters. To be honest with you, it's more of the artists and the music they're putting out and the persona that they they're portraying in the streets. And these podcasters are just they're they're just eating off of it. Yeah, because they are the, the music real is the music the music is fucked up, bro. The music is straight fucked up. Like I I've had so many talks with record labels where they they'll send me a record, and I'm like, bro, he's talking about killing somebody, and the record label will be like, bro, it's too late. The record's already top ten Shazam in your area. Is is this number on the charts here? And they like you're gonna have to play it anyways. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's to the point where have you seen this damn um. Metaverse rapper, what's his name? Yeah, the, the, the dude who has the, the, the first one they just signed to Capitol. Yes. 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 Okay. Oh, that's scary. Now, now the lyrics that come from this damn uh, robot rapper is an algorithm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's talk, <laughs> it's talking about killing people and drugs and shit like that. And what they did was they dumped a whole bunch of lyrics from other rappers. And that is what this damn robot came up with is shooting motherfuckers, drugs and partying. And like, is that what the culture came from? Is that where we at now that the algorithm is, 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 is pushing that now? I, I do. I do believe the culture is there. And I don't like I said, I don't I don't even know if the culture really is about the music anymore. To me, it seems like or at least I would say in these top 10, 20 records, right, that we're hearing on the regular. It's mm-hmm. more about. You happen to be a real street dude, like somebody then died around you for real, or you're in a mm-hmm. gang or affiliated, and then you just so happen to know how to rhyme a little bit. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Whereas it used to be, right, even with NWA, the music came first to Dre, and they talked mm-hmm. about gang culture. Now, Easy may have had gang affiliation, but Ren really wasn't gang affiliated. Dre really wasn't gang affiliated. Dre wasn't. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, like Yellow really wasn't gang affiliated. So they understood they wanted to make the music first. Their subject matter was about what was going on around them. But them themselves were not preaching that they were gang members or that they, you know what I'm saying, that they were really people that were killing. They talked about all that shit going on around them. Now, to me, it seems like we gang members first. And that's all we talk about. And just so happens mm-hmm. in there somewhere, I make just catchy enough song and suburb so the suburban kids are like eating it up and they drive it to number one on TikTok or whatever platform it is. But meanwhile, yeah. the kids who are making these records, they're dying. And it's so crazy to me too. That like, Ooh, I smoke. Yeah, dude, d- dude. Right. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't even know that song was about people that died at first. 
until I did my research. What song is I was that? Like, what? Even even Still crazy. The song is called "Who I Smoke." It's oh. out of Jacksonville. These dudes out of Jacksonville, yeah. right? And all okay. they talked about was all they talked about in the whole song was people that died around them or that they might have known who killed them or whatever happened, right? Yeah. But here's what's even crazier: okay. the whole record is over a pop song. By Vanessa Carlton sample Carlton. a thousand miles because it starts oh, out. I know that song, but I didn't know. Right, yeah. I, I don't even know what they're saying. Oh, right, they, I just, and, they're, like, and they're catch. It's catchy, catchy as hell. Yes, I liked it. Yeah, and then the video, the video is so playful. You know, they, they had a golf course, and, and it's oh my god. But you, you know, got, that's it don't look like though. fast music, fast fashion. Like these things aren't. Unfortunately, like I mean, it's just not timeless anymore. You know, people aren't looking at, oh, I'm going to make something with longevity, right? Like you said, as someone yeah. who's probably lived through that kind of experience and can rhyme a little bit. Um, rap, hip-hop as at like its inception was all about like, okay, we're going to share our story because there yeah. are other people that relate to this story and we don't have that platform or the, we don't have that for this demographic, right? So that was the creation of it. Um, everything is good at the time of execution when you first start it. Everything it, always end up that great. But what's crazy Here's now is I, I have though. Go ahead, question. Here's a question I have though. As DJs, do you think it's our responsibility to be the gatekeepers of what we play and what we we put in people's ears? Are you asking me or, or are you asking we, do, do, Everybody, all y'all. Okay. Or do we do we do we gotta play what's charting because that's what they want to hear? Um you want me to jump into this one first? Because I am I'm just yeah. thinking, okay. don't y'all gotta eat? Like, well, you know, here's my here's my thing on the DJ thing. And a lot of DJs might not agree with this. Like, I don't think that a lot of these DJs have a choice because I really believe like now the DJ thing has become so watered down also too that a lot of these DJs are only as good as their last record, especially when you look at the local scene. Right. And, and this is not even to be disrespectful. Right. Like just I'm just looking at Tampa and I include me. There isn't one DJ here that can just put his name on a flyer and shut the city down and 300 people just show up. You understand what I'm saying? Fair enough. For whatever reason, right? They 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 don't like the, how the EDM dudes marketed themselves. We so busy arguing over you got to have these skills or this and that and the other. When in reality, to me, women like Melissa or the girls that come to these parties, they really just want to hear their favorite song. A lot of times about you being such a dope cutter and scratcher and all this other shit, they don't really care about. You know, so back to my point about that, right? So... If you're not getting yourself involved in the business as a DJ, right, then it becomes you're at the mercy of whatever promoter that you're affiliated with. And mm -hmm. to that point, a lot of these promoters nowadays, they don't have money. So they're at the mercy of the owner. Right. So remember, the promoter used to be like a lot of dudes who you knew that was promoters. We have money in the building. So we kind of was more in business with the owner as opposed to being like just a worker for the owner. We really brought something to the table, the ideas. We had money to invest, whatever. Once Instagram showed itself and everybody thought that you were a promoter just because you, you had a flyer or somebody gave you a guest list, it's now changed. So, so many of these people and things are interchangeable or people believe they're interchangeable that a lot of these DJs are nervous. So if you're not already plugged in, I watch dudes argue on Facebook all the time about what a DJ should do, what a DJ shouldn't do. Who are we to tell a dude if he's just trying to do like Melissa said, keep his job? You understand what I'm saying? So if he's just trying to keep his job, he's going to do what that owner come downstairs and say. And if that owner come downstairs right now and say, hey, bro, you better switch this shit up and you better play such and such. He don't want to lose that job because he may not even get another, especially if it's the hot club, right? He don't want to lose that at all. 
And he might not even really be making no money there. But because they haven't done the other steps of how we got here, remember how we had to get here, Quest? We had to be out. We had to be doing the work. We really had to go look for music. Shit, now if you got a computer, YouTube to MP3, you can change anything that's on YouTube to an MP3. <laughs> and you fill hey, your computer you up. Hey, Back then, if you had a club gig on Friday night, the whole day Friday, you go going to every single record store in the city. Exactly. Picking up records. Right. You know, you're hitting all the spots. You, you, you're trying to find the little spots that nobody know about. You know what I'm saying? Boom. So, so, so to your point, I I, to, to your point, I don't, I don't even know if a DJ can say, or, you know, the average DJ, you know, can say that it's their fault or not because they have to play really like think you know what they talk about a lot too like djs aren't breaking records anymore here's the first my first problem with that is it my job it's not my job is what i say it is as a dj so i may only want to play records from like the 2010s now you may not come to that party but you can't get mad and come to my party that i've shaped around 2010 to 2015 yeah. and tell me that i'm wrong because you want to come in and hear the new motherfucking uh uh whatever that just came out right that's the first issue so yeah. we get nervous and we get out of what we do you don't get to tell me what i want to do with these parties that i've developed these are my parties now if i fucked around and want to play usher again and this crowd loves it this is what we doing here but we get so right. caught in what everybody else is doing that, that that the identity of these dudes is lost now. We're so becoming so interchangeable that you don't really get to dictate how your room goes. That's true. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really like speak mm-hmm. to it, you know, on a DJ level because obviously I'm the only person here who's not a DJ. But you know, I had to relate that back to to modeling versus you know influencers, or if I had to relate that back to like uh, different photographers. Yeah, you, but let me know, let me let me stop you there. But you can speak to it because as a consumer, though, when you walk in a room. Right. As a consumer, you really matter. Right. So when you walk in a room, let let me I'm not to not to knock your modeling point, but to me, you do have a say. So when you walk in a room. Right. Because most of these things, from what I understand too, Quest, don't they tell us the 18 to 34 year old woman, she matter more than fucking anything. Right. So to that point, Mm -hmm. when you walk in a room. Right. What do you look for in a DJ that he's playing like your favorite songs or do you look for a dude that's marketed or do you just walk in a room first with an open mind and be like, Oh, I kind of like what's going on. What's the first thing you look for when you when you're thinking about going to an event or a party? Yeah, no, for sure. Nine times out of ten, I mean, I look at the marketing. You know, I don't care who the DJ is, right? So let's say um, on a Thursday night, there's going to be like an R&B uh, type night, and I know it's going to be R&B music from like the '90s and the early 2000s and the '80s, late '80s. I'm going to go um, <laughs> because that's what I want to hear on the Thursday night. I want to hear good R&B music. If someone tells me, hey, we're throwing uh, like a like a, a Fetty or Fetty or however you say that word, uh, they, they play the soca music and, you know, fet, fet, fet. so if I, yeah, I'll go there. But I don't really only only after I've already gained interest in what the event is um, based off of the initial marketing, will I then look to see who's DJing this? And if it's a DJ who's familiar to me, even if I was already sold on going to this event, I'm even more sold because now I'm like. I know that guy, and he does a good set. I'm going. Now, let me stop you there. Quest, is that a problem? Like, from a DJ standpoint, is that a problem? Like, is that a problem that we're having? Not not her, but to the DJ side. Is that a problem that we aren't looked at first the, as opposed the, to the event? Well, it's a problem for DJs that don't understand it now. Um, because, like, like, like we always say, the DJ don't matter. You said that earlier, man. Nowadays, the DJ don't matter. It's the marketing, it's the branding, and and if they could if they could mix two records together, 
what I need a big name DJ for. There was a time 10 years ago when I first started going out, right? I was 21, yeah. where I would see the DJ's name straight on the flyer. This DJ is doing this night here. I'm going there because of that DJ. Now it's the opposite, mm-hmm. I guess, because like it's it's then everyone everyone can be a DJ now. Okay. Then to that point. But who could keep the vibe? Who could keep the vibe while you're there at the event though? Okay. But to, <laughs> but to that you point. You won't you won't but to that you won't point, get Chris. to that event. You, Go ahead. What? You because I was gonna ask well, you to won't that get point, to then. that event. You won't get to that event. You'd be like, damn, this this I mean, he played the right song, but damn, you can, the songs are playing on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Damn, he, he played the song already. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? And then, I mean, you also got to have a DJ with personality. You know what I'm saying? It's true. You right. got to be able to actually, the event. Yeah, you got to actually be able to, you know, manipulate the crowd and, and, and rock with the crowd, talk to people, make people feel good. That person in the back that's drinking, they drink in a corner, they ain't got no friends in the club. That's you want to make eye contact. <laughs> You want to make eye contact with that person, be like, "What, well, yo? What you drinking back there?" You know what I'm saying? You know, you gotta have that type of DJ. Well, you know what I'm saying? Not just some DJ that that's been in their bedroom all summer long, and 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 it's just up there all quiet. You know what I'm saying? Well, Eki, you feel me? Th- th- well, of course we 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 come from one of those, but we come from that 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 thing. Like you know how we we all kind of came from that thing. So you already you gotta know rock how the we party. go. That's what I'm saying but, like I'm probably not the best person to ask because no, you know, you, even though I'm I'm younger. I'm not. I mean, I'd have to ask a 21 year old today. No, like, but hey. you you made very good points because again, it wasn't about your age. It's about like I said, as a consumer though, you walk in a room, you, you very you, much know you what still you like. Go to the club. Right, you still go out. You still mm-hmm. in the life. But Quest, okay, so is this just a hip hop issue? Because the EDM dudes definitely are name dudes. I would even say on the Latin name side. Dudes, exactly. I would even say on the Latin side the name matters even more than it does in this hip-hop space. Is it, be, is it because you, the hip-hop you, DJ think, space is getting it to be too crowded or too interchangeable? I also think, I think it's it, going out of the business sometimes. Oh, That's that's what, exactly. I think it's, 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 it's too crowded, and the hip-hop DJs are not really into branding like the Latin DJs and the EDM DJs. They, they really, really worry about their brand first. The brand is like, you, you'll see a DJ with a damn helmet on, you know right. what I'm saying? And never never see his face, but you're like, damn, who the hell is this? Right. Don't even know what kind of music he plays or if he produces enough. You're like, oh, I got to go check him out. He got a cool ass helmet on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. They also doing a lot. With, they probably they, they, going to do that. Yeah. They also do a lot with their social media moving around today. They constantly keep, yeah. they keep feeding their yeah. audience. Right. Like, so I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't listen to EDM, right? But I know that Steve Aoki does a huge ass party and throws cakes at people and does paint in the whole line, right? right? I know that I don't listen to, my brother listens to EDM music and I'm like, dude, that music is fucked up. Like, you gotta be like on drugs to like really hear, I don't know, something. That music is fucked, but it's not for me. I'm a hip hop head, right? But I can't tell you that I've ever been to a concert. Like I've gone to a EDC before, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you I've been to a concert where there's like a DJ who's gonna be headlining and that I know who that DJ is. That's hip hop. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I have mm-hmm. no idea who that guy is. Um, unless you're someone, I don't know, is Benny Fresh a DJ? He's a DJ, right? Yeah. I don't we, think we, he's that we great. Saw you, yeah, we saw your picture with Quest, don't do that. We saw her picture with Manny Fresh, dude. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that today. I'm not doing it. I saw her picture with me. Like, I, like, I don't don't get to following her on Instagram request. I I saw your picture but, with man. You know he's a damn DJ. You 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 
<laughs> you you didn't you didn't really answer my question though. Okay. Should the DJs be the gatekeepers and filter out the music that might hurt the culture? Shouldn't A and R's do that? A and R's get it to the DJs though. That's what I'm A&R's saying. A and R's just trying to make money. They trying to get out, get out what sells. But what's the DJ trying to do? Trying to make money. So you, should you, we you, say, you keep your job? True, um, but I, but but here's the thing though. Not even past keeping your job. Let's say. I'm a big mixtape DJ. Okay. All right. And the record label sends me a record that talks about killing people and selling drugs. Should the DJ say, I'm not playing that? Um, Give me something that's more positive. You can say, yes, that person should have that responsibility in a perfect world. Uh, Where that person's like, nah, it doesn't go with with me. I'm not doing that. Um, Standards, yeah. um, my, My thing with that is, I think that there's room for that. Like there's there's room for that. Like, and I don't know necessarily if I would go into saying there's room for t- to the extreme it's gotten now, where it's like the smoking tuka that type of thing, where it's disrespectful to somebody, some fifteen mm-hmm. year old kid who's gotten killed, right? But yeah. to the point of your question, right? Like, I think that when we came into this, the records that my big brother and, and people were bringing around me was we got LL over here who talked to the ladies all the time, right? We had Public Enemy who gave us Revolutionary. When NWA started to come up, we got them and they gave us, so I started to be able to hear what was going on on the West Coast. I think there's a place for all of that because what hip-hop does do is it really tells you what's going on around you, and that's one of the things that we have to love and respect about it. So I wouldn't want to cut that off. To an extent, though, I, I mean, to your other point, though, is I think what has happened now, though, is that seems to be all we're being fed. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like, like you're hard pressed to find a record. And I wouldn't even say you're hard pressed to find that. I would say you're hard pressed to find one of those records that you can use in a party. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like we know that these artists are out there. We know that Rhapsody's out there. Like, even in its biggest sense, we know J. Cole is there. But how many of J. Cole's records really work in a party when that person really be like, yo, I came in here to get it on. You know what I'm saying? Like, the J. Cole record might not work there. You know, so. so Used to. Used to. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, but like now no, uh, in the 90s in the 90s, early 2000s, those type of records, man. I mean, come on. But you know what? Like I I feel what what you can say because I've said this to so many people before, right? Like, okay, am I going to sit down and listen to I don't know, like a Tupac, you know, album? Yeah, I will. When I go to the club, I don't want to hear Hail Mary. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's just not it doesn't make sense for me. I want to hear something ignorant because you know, I'm in that mood. So in order to be a well-rounded person, she said, "Well-rounded." You know, I need that level of ignorance in my life. I like to watch documentaries and I love to read books. Um, but I'm not gonna lie. But to you like to get, say, but you like to get ratchets. But I want to watch some some bullshit on the shade room. I need that so level even of flow, ignorance that, in my that, life. The thing is, okay. is we're we're not at that equilibrium. Remember that height, that tide we were talking about. We're yes, yes, at the extreme of ignorance right now. Like. And and I feel you though. Like you're not gonna play J Cole right now in a club, and so and everyone's gonna be like, yeah, they're gonna be like, turn this shit off. Like, I mean, and, I, and I think uh, though too, two questions. Another part of your question that that maybe we're missing here too is the DJ isn't the only person that has a hand in how those records get out there, right? So we have to say right. most of the time that that a, a DJ there's two two different sides. A lot of times a record can get hot in the streets and then radio's on at last. And then a lot of times, and question you know this because you're in radio, records are fed down from the label. And right now, a lot of those seem to be really ignorant. So then they get into rotation, yep. right? And those records are in rotation. And those people who claim that nobody's listening to radio, but we know that they still are, they listen to those ignorant records. And what do they do? They walk up to me and you in the club and be like, I want to hear that ignorant ass record. 
I want to hear that, you know, I want to hear that I'm just thinking with my dick. I want to hear that ignorant ass record. You know what I'm saying? I want, you know, I want to hear them ignorant records and because they've heard them from different places, whether they're pushed in, in rap caviar on Spotify because the label owns a certain amount of slots. Like these things are being fed to us from different ways. So back to your point about the DJ, I think he just has to make a judgment of how he wants to, you know what I'm saying? Because he has to look at what he wants to be known for, right? Like, you know me, like I've always been known more as like, I'm going to give you a bunch of hits in this. Moment. I'm going to have a good time. But I also very much care what a yeah. chick is doing in my party. Like, you can almost guarantee that. You know, I, I haven't care. been to one of your parties. I care. Well, that's because, you know, you, you do other things. I don't look. I got to come. I got to come. It's okay. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Like, it's okay. Like, like that's you tell Quest Ooh. that we don't want to see each other, like, twice because you go to other parties. But that's another thing. Um, <laughs> I know, right? You, you know, that's another thing. Um, she she, she pays attention to what... what she paid attention to what what DJs on the fly. She lying. Yeah, like like she knows. Like we've even had a DJ discussion before, but that's a whole other story too. No, 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 no. You want me to bring it up that we've had a DJ discussion? I can tell you exactly when we had one. Listen, I said I haven't gone to one of your parties yet. Relax. Well, you know, well you you know me like seventeen years, but that that's another no. story. Damn, damn. No, I know you two years. Oh, well, you know, 17, hey, Quest, 17, two, it's all the same to me. You know, equilibrium. Same dog, <laughs> dog years, right? Yeah, equilibrium. But, but hey, you know, let me ask you this, though, Ekin. Uh, I asked someone this question, too, man. Um, Do you think a radio station that played a lot of new music but left out all the negative music would succeed? No. Not in this what day. What music would they be playing? Damn. I, you would, they'd be it. playing hip hop. Yeah. Top 40, yeah. R&B. And I'm not talking about Christ, a Christian station. Right. You're talking, talking about, about like, like the, a regular radio station. Yeah, you're talking about the records like the Rhapsodies, the, the records that are about dancing, you know, those type of records. And there's a lot of those yeah. records out there. But I think if you start leaving off the futures and the, the you, because here's the thing, mm-hmm. too. Here's the thing, too. That's really crazy to think about. The suburban kids, the suburban kids are loving to be able to peep in on this crazy culture, talk about Mm -hmm. it, sing the N word loud and clear in the privacy of their home Mm -hmm. and then go back home and be safe and get in and get, get it in their, in their three, four bedroom, 5,000 square foot house where all the bills are paid and everything is working fine. But look into this culture and be like, Hey, you know, Pooh Shiesty locked up again. They can talk about it. They can sing back the blood. They can do all of that, but they never really got to touch it. And that has that to me you know, has also been come become a problem because that money is being spent. You know, you know, looking at numbers. Go ahead, Quest. Yeah. You know, out here, out here, the Rednecks are some of Plaza's biggest fans out here. Boom. The Rednecks. Boom. Man, I don't know if you do. You remember? Do you remember Redneck, Redneck Yacht Club? Yes. Yes. Do, do you remember that? Oh, you know about that? I Damn. do. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, they be banging like music like that all weekend out there in the country. Yeah. Driving through the mud bumping plies yeah and and singing all the words don't miss none of them singing all the words because again none of them again this music is as big as it is because like and think about it like this too once streaming came into things now you never have to move to have access to any and everything you want right so all the dirt anything you don't care you just you got it right in your earbuds you right there so you didn't like like people think that that these memes and stuff are all jokes there's some truth to these memes like these people that be going to their corporate jobs, they didn't killed four people on the way. They didn't sold seven pounds, seven <laughs> seven kilos of heroin on that ride to work. They didn't done all of that. This is real. Yeah. This is this is real life to them. And then they get in a corporate and safe world, and they do their jobs, 
But like to your point, right, they want to hear all the ignorant shit. They just don't want to live it. But the issue is that we have a problem distinguishing it is we're losing each other out here because we out here really trying to live that shit to prove to them so that they'll go buy our records. You understand what I'm saying? And then yeah, we, yeah. we dying. And that's my problem so with what's happening think, to the culture. You think the ignorant shit is what killed R&B? Um... Now that's a whole nother conversation, but I can, I can get in on it. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's, here's, um, because, and, and, and to everybody that that's here and, and I like how you, you see how Questin came here and started hosting the pod. This is, this is what he do. This, this is my man. Quest Questin started hosting the pod. I got you, bro. I got you, bro. us, segued, segued us into a whole new subject, right? Now, first of all, I got let's, you. Let's, let's back up here a little bit. I'll ask the two of you. Do you think R&B is dead? Like let's just let's just look overall, and it could be a simple yes or no answer. Do you think that R and B is dead? I just need yes. a simple yes or no. You do? I do. Okay, question. Do. You think R and B is and dead? it's sad, but I do. Kinda. Okay. Now, so if you say R and B is dead, SZA, uh, Janae, um, there's more. Oh, even, Chris, even, even Chris Brown. Now, are you saying that they're R&B there. is dead? Or are you saying that good R&B that gave you those memorable feelings, like like those records that to this day, like the truth is by Fantasia that I hear played at every old school party that the whole club is singing. Of course, we that, know that's, that's of, not what I'm saying either. Of course, we know what Mary that's J does to everybody, right? Do you do you are you saying that that type of R&B is dead because aren't SZA and Chris Brown and these people aren't they making what's considered the R&B genre and a whole nother point. This is why I also don't think R&B is dead. And I saw somebody make this point. Shouts oh, out to so my man. Shouts out to my man Ray Daniels. I'm not sure if R&B is dead or whether people like Sam Smith, Adele, Justin Timberlake are singing mm. it now. And they're calling mm. it pop music mm-hmm. because Tyrese mm. made this point a long time ago. Tyrese mm. said they can sing our records because they pretty much sing an R&B. Adele and Sam Smith, Justin Timberlake, we know, sing an R&B, right? But those records immediately mm-hmm. go to the pop station. They, matter of fact, might skip us and maybe we dump one or two of them back every now and again. They go right to pop. Whereas Tyrese said we sing those same records and they never get to the pop station, right? To another Did you point. watch the Elvis movie? I haven't, but I want. I want to see movie. the Elvis movie. I want to. Don't. I okay. want to see the Elvis movie. I want to see it bad. Okay. Bad. I haven't okay. seen it yet. I saw it last night. Now okay. it's like when you take it back. When you take it back, then uh-huh. it's like saying r- rock and roll is dead, but Elvis is getting rock and roll on the radio. BB King wasn't getting on the radio, right? And all them other black black artists wasn't getting okay. on the radio. Elvis was doing it. He got chastised for doing it too. Got put in jail and all of that. But he was getting on the radio. And when I saw that and I'm looking at the what you're saying right now, I'm like, damn, that's a good point. But what I'm saying though is R&B music is not dead. The R&B business is dead. Mm-hmm. Because they're not getting the same exposure as they used to be. But do you also think though too, because they're making what we were talking about earlier though, like like and and I'll use this dude as an example because I think everybody thinks that Chris Brown might be one of the most talented artists that we have right now, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. like like Chris Brown to me is the total package. But I honestly Chris Brown, feel Usher. 
Yeah, but I, I look at Usher as being like a little bit like he's not really making a lot of new music. Chris Brown gives us like a new album every year, year and a half, right? So I say Chris Brown because he's he's today, right, right now. But I really mm-hmm. feel like mm-hmm. the records that Chris Brown made, I feel like Chris Brown has been making Loyal since he made Loyal. Ever since he made Loyal, I feel like he makes us yeah. Loyal over and over, right? So to me, Chris Brown is not putting in the effort, in my opinion, to give us his confessions or his my prerogative or his don't be cruel like Bobby Brown. You know, at some point to me, the artist has to be that to do that, to make that memorable record. And I'm not saying Chris Brown don't have hits. This is not about Chris Brown not being talented. He's still one no, of my favorites, not. but I don't think that he's being stressed or he's trying. He just does what comes natural to him. And it's, and it's simple. So to me, part of the issue is we're not we're not making those records that that and of course we know they're not promoted the same way they work with so you're right about that but they're not even yeah, the artists exactly. themselves aren't making the records either that seem like that went in back in the day they're not making them or we not finding them both so it's like this this the just like the hip-hop we want is out there right but we're not finding the artists or or, or the djs are not playing them i mean you've got your like snow allegras out here right She's singing R&B music. Um, mm-hmm. For me, like the R&B that hits the most, I mean, there are R&B artists out there and I have found some of them. Um, the R&B neo soul type of music that hits the most is from the 90s and from the 2000s, the early 2000s. Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige. Um, you know, I don't even know Erica about this more neo soul, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that yes, part of it is it's fast production, it's fast music. Um, it's yeah, not made yeah. with you know, where's the Tony Braxtons? You know what I'm saying? Like these people don't put out an album once every few years, they put an album out once every six months. So it's not quality music. Um, Jenea, Yiko, SZA, yeah, sure, like they technically fit the title of R and B music, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put Jenea Yiko in the same um, category where I would put Mary J. Blige, which is probably in the same category that I would like think about maybe, I don't know, your Aretha's and your Anita. Like it just, it doesn't even, it doesn't make sense to me. That's a pop song. Here, here's something else that came up a while back when we were talking about this and you can give me, maybe this is this to your point two quest of what might be the problem. R&B music doesn't seem to stream as well either. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it, like you know, like, like you think about it like this. If, if R&B is made for, you know, Typically, the audience is what at least a twenty-five plus woman, thirty plus woman, right? That that we can say really get into that. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't younger people, right? But they typically prop they probably aren't streaming the way that these people are grabbing towards like a you know a future album that comes out or you know like these young artists that are jumping out there right now that are pretty much giving them a record like like Melissa said every single week there's a new record dropping out, right? Mm-hmm. They got a they got an album every three and a half weeks because they got to keep feeding them, right? Because the, the music is it just has to keep turning like that. You think that's part of the problem, though, because this music isn't, you know, if it, maybe it's happening, but because it doesn't stream the way that it, it did when we were buying, you know, we were buying, yeah, going in the store to buy a CD. Problem. Right. So it doesn't make it to the top to where, you know, you open Spotify. It's like opening YouTube. It's so much shit. It's just right in front of your face. You're like, hold on, hold, hold on a second. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> then you got to click around. You got to click around and, and the top things and playlists and this and that and the other. So by the time you find those gems, you might want to log out. Cause you like, damn. I was just, I, I was just about to say, with with so much music coming out, it's like the labels are directing us which way to go. All right, all right. You see all this music here, but go this way. You got a big old billboard with little shooter, put put put. Go check out his new single. You know what I'm saying? Instead of you, you're not being directed to the new R&B records. You know what I'm saying? And and the new R&B records are not the popular records no more. 
You know what I'm saying? Back in the days, that could have been considered pop. Right. The, all the hit records that were R&B could have been considered pop, but it, they're not popular no more. So you're not hearing them on radio stations no more. You're only hearing them on like the urban AC stations. You're not going to hear them on the top 40 stations. You know what I'm saying? So people are not checking for them no more. Back in the days, you could listen to the whole Mary J album. Mm-hmm. Right. For a whole year. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm saying. Now I'm just listening to one single of someone's album, and that's it. I'm done. Unless someone says, "Oh, she got another single on the album." Like I'm not gonna lie to you, I ain't, I ain't listened to the whole Beyonce album. Have y'all? I did. I don't know if I've ever. Listened. I listened to. I don't know if I've ever listened. I, I, I listened to part album. of it. You, you mean the newest? Exactly. One. Yeah. The newest. Yes, I, listen, I listened to it. I listened to part of it for the songs that people were talking about. Right. And that's it. I'll go back to it when. She got another single come out coming out of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's it's not like it used to be. No, it's right. Not. But to that it, other to that no. other point though, then how how um so do you think all of our the resources that would normally be for R and B are being shifted to like the Sam Smiths, the Adele's, the, Justin Bieber, pretty much making R and B? I mean, we we are, I mean, I don't give nobody. Yeah, it, it, especially a lot of those records are being selling. written by black writers, written and produced by. Yeah. They working with a black team. That. But think I've been about this studio. too. They I've been in the studio while artists, they were writing for Justin. Those artists that you mentioned, they take their time to put out albums. For instance, right? I've been listening to Adele since she came out. Adele had the first album was what nineteen, then she had twenty one, then she had I think it was twenty five. Those are her ages at each time that she's releasing these albums. Mm. You know what? Each album took her three years four years to make R&B music is the sort of music that it's going, it should take you a while to create, honestly, because you're really talking about your feelings and you've got all the moving parts, the instruments, the, your voice. It, it should take you a while. An R&B song is not a song that should take you a few weeks or a few months. Um, and a whole work, a whole album shouldn't take you a short amount of time either. Those people are taking their time. When was the last time you heard a new Sam Smith album? Right. But the kickback on that might be though, that they got all the resources, though. You understand what I'm saying? Like, they do. Like, Correct. You're you, right. you know, like, 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 like I said, Tyrese made this point years ago. Tyrese was like, "They're not necessarily singing these records better than us. Why don't we get to be on the pop station?" But they'll take a record by Sam Smith and Sam Smith, like, like to Quest Point, is on an urban AC station. You know, and yep. he's singing the same record that Tyrese would have sang that never made it or never will get a shot on a pop station. That's the the playing field ain't right. You know, this so- makes me think about a particular artist, um, Normani. Mm-hmm. Normani has all the resources, right? Like Normani should be somewhere. Normani has a solid voice. She's a pretty girl. She can dance well. All of the above. But she's not selling the records, making R&B music. She has the resources. Yeah, but I think I think I think they've given her kind of the resources more than they would give like because to me she starts on a pop station like maybe because I was at pop radio yeah. like like to me she, because she came from Fifth Harmony right that's the chick from Fifth Harmony right she she right. came from there they kind of start her records to me it seems like her records start on pop like she's already to me her pop, records yeah. start rhythmic pop before and they might work their way back to urban but to me she's in this space where because they knew about her from Fifth Harmony they almost don't even worry about her in the urban space first. They worry about her in like a rhythmic and then the pop. Cause you know, there's, there's, there's urban, there's rhythmic and there's pop. She kind of goes right to rhythmic. She hardly ever, and quest, I could be wrong. Cause you at the radio, they work her mostly to rhythmic. That, that's who's familiar with her. Right. That's that, that's the audience that's familiar first. 
Right. That's why. That's why they work it like that. She's almost in like that. That that but, uh, Khalid space, right? Like she's in that. Like Khalid is in that space. Like he's got. Yeah. Those, yeah. Yeah. Because he made records, like he's made records with like those EDM dudes. He's made a lot of different records. He wasn't in like just coming out of that urban space, right? He wasn't in that. He's he's mm-hmm. kind of been in this space to where he was on records that he was the voice of, but they may have been like a Calvin Harris record or like some other EDM DJ yeah. that immediately was going to pop and he was the voice of it. So by the time he dropped the record, like talking those records, they were kind of fed to that rhythmic top 40 audience because he was already, they were familiar with him as opposed to, you know, like when R. Kelly came out, we starting at Urban because R. Kelly records was Urban. And maybe that's what's wrong with R&B. Y'all, y'all, liked our, y'all liked our, y'all I liked just, our Kelly. I was, was going to say that. That's the problem. Y'all, R. y'all R. liked Kelly, R. Kelly. Like, like, okay, okay. First, first you got to say first, first you got to let people know that this R and B dead thing came from Diddy. Okay, Diddy's <laughs> the one that said that. Okay, now I think he said that because he got an album coming out, which is going to be mostly R and B, even though he don't sing, he barely rap. But <laughs> I think he just did that to promote his album. Now, with that being said, I saw him um, do a, a IG live the other day, and was um, him and Timberland. I think it was him and Timberland. I think Timberland was on there. Then he he brought on Jermaine Dupree. Didn't he bring on Mary J too? Um, Wasn't Mary uh, J on um, there? I think Mary J was on there. He brought a whole bunch of people on. People were coming on and off. And uh, one thing that uh, Jermaine said, it was Jermaine and uh, I forgot, what's the other dude named that played keyboard? Brian Michael Cox. Brian Michael Cox. Michael Cox, right? They said that R. Kelly left a big void in R&B. I believe that. Because now it's, it's, it's DJs that won't play R. Kelly at all. Radio stations ain't playing R. Kelly. It's a huge suction that happened. Who's gonna fill that void? I don't. I don't know if anybody. Are people does. even checking for someone to fill that void? I don't believe I people. I think that was the last straw in the in the bucket. Honestly, I think that R. and B slowly but surely was kind of just fading to the the background. Um, I mean, like I can remember even being in high school, still listening to like new R&B that was coming out. Uh, you, you said Brian Michael Cox. He did a song with um, Marcus Houston, like in 2000, what, like 2006, 2007. So even in those years, yeah, but like I, R&B was still prevalent, but I do think it was starting to kind of like go to the background. And I think that R. Kelly, as much as, you know, we want to talk about his personal affairs, whatever, as a musician in the void that he's left, I think that that was the last drop in the bucket. I think that artists were already starting to explore other things outside of R&B. You know, if they weren't R&B artists to begin with. Well, while we're here, um, is it okay to play R. Kelly music at parties? You know what? I'm, 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 I've been torn about that. You know what I do? <laughs> I test the, I, I test the crowd. I play the, 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 the. <laughs> my mind's telling me no, but oh. my body. Oh. I play the intro right, and I, I watch the crowd. I'm like, if people sing it, I let the whole song rock. But if they not, if they look at me crazy. As soon as he he do that pause, you go to that's my else? transition to the next one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But actually, that's the perfect intro, right? Like you're saying, your mind is telling you no, but this party's telling yeah, you yes, exactly. right? You know, um, exactly. Melissa, do you look at the DJ? I, crazy? Uh, do you look at the DJ crazy, Melissa? If he drop R. Kelly? Okay, so I try not to listen to R. Kelly on my own volition. I won't stream his music. I won't look for it. But if I'm at a party and they play an rb uh an R. Kelly and, and you li- and you lit you've been and drinking. i'm lit and it's a good you got one. the you got the hookah going you know I'm, i might start vibing you know i look around a little bit to see if everyone is vibing with me um 
But yeah, it's, it's it's a tough one. I won't go listen to him by myself though. Like I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go listen to R. Kelly now because I feel guilty. You feel yeah. kind of dirty, like. <laughs> um, but yeah. you no, know, um, Diddy said that. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't let y'all leave R. Kelly like that. Hold on, hold on. We oh. just can't. We just can't leave R. Kelly like that. Um, because here's 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 my thing with the R. Kelly thing, right? And again, first off, let me preface this by saying. I don't by no means condone R. Kelly's actions. And I do believe that Not at all. he didn't do this alone. So my problem with the R. Kelly thing is all these people, like the people that were on that documentary. Yes, I helped get some of the girls. Yes, I did this. Like even Sparkle right on the documentary. She introduced her little cousin or niece or whatever it is to R. Kelly. And she admitted that she left her there with him by herself. And the girl was 14. Now that the girl is actually testifying, right? The girl is testifying in court now saying that she was there because of Sparkle. And Sparkle told her certain Mm -hmm. things to do. Now all of a sudden, Sparkle is saying the girl is lying, this, that, and the other. There was also a dude in the documentary that said he was the one who changed Aaliyah's age on her birth certificate when she married R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh my God. Again, I ain't saying R. Kelly shouldn't be locked up. I ain't saying Why R. Kelly shouldn't. That's what I'm saying. Because if yeah. we're still allowing, not that she is, because Sparkle really only had a hit that R. Kelly wrote, right? But if Sparkle makes a record right mm-hmm. now, are we supporting her record if it's a good record? Do we support like these people that still got jobs at labels that were enabling R. Kelly? Because let me tell you something. The stuff that R. Kelly was I was, was about doing, to say he had a lot of enablers. Exactly. I feel the same way about R. Kelly that I feel about Tiger Woods. Everybody that's right in that circle, they know exactly what was going on, right? And they were in there. You, you, you ever watch? You ever watch the my 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 six hundred pound life? Yes, the I show love that the, show. the fat people. Yes, I, I, I've never watched and, it. I know and what they, it is. It, it, okay, and they get they they get they get in front of the doctor, and the doctor is not yelling at the fat person. Yeah, he he yelling at the, the the family that's enabling the fat person. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is your fault because they you are enabling. Exactly, you the one bringing the five hamburgers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's the same situation, with R. Kelly. It, same situation. Another thing that gets really tricky for me with R. Kelly's music and like listening and not listening to it is, he's written for so many artists that it's like, do I have like. Like, I won't go listen to R. Kelly's specific music, but then you might be listening to a song and you might just be curious about that song and like, you like, just yeah. look up the credits yeah. and he's got a writing credit on like, it. Like Ron, Ron Isley. Right, like, like, like me. Yes. They, doing, Isley, they doing so many, right, they doing so many old school concerts right now, right? And, and I just saw recently that Changing Faces got booked. We know Changing Faces' biggest records or R. Kelly record. You mind if I stroke you up? I don't mind. Mm-hmm. So you saying to me <laughs> that Changing Faces will come and do a show and leave out that song? Nope. And the crowd is okay? Well, well, why is the crowd okay with that song? You understand what I'm saying? A lot of people... A lot of people don't even know that he wrote some songs. Uh, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I stroke you up. I don't mind. Don't mind. Yeah, you, you know, you know what I'm saying. I'm here for the Eakin concert. Let me tell you something right now, boy. Hey, well, I, I know I didn't throw this in there, but this is how. Um, a lot of times when I drop R. Kelly songs, I preface it with, "We might all be going to hell right now," and if I see you singing, I'm like Quest. You know you're going to hell, but then I just let it go. I, 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 look, yeah. man, them R. Kelly records, they, they mean I'm something. Saying, as long as, as long as you ain't, as long as you ain't playing age ain't nothing but a number. I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever played. Right. I don't think I've, as a matter of fact, I don't even think I've ever listened to that record unless it like the video comes on or something. Like that wasn't like one of my, like, don't get me wrong. Like 
Aaliyah wasn't an artist that I was like, oh, I love these Aaliyah records. She had some good records, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like I was just mm -hmm. dropping Aaliyah. I think the records that Timbaland did, Timbaland and, and Missy did for her oh, were, yeah. were the next level for her, yes. even better than the R. Kelly records. Like when they started doing, you know, the records that they did on the, you know, One in a Million, yeah. Rock the Boat. Yeah, those records mm -hmm. were like, then when she got into that, she really, to me, got into her sound of where Aaliyah needed to be, she right? Did. So, I don't. I don't necessarily. That was a song like I used to jam a lot. I'm guilty, but that I was. I was. A, I was a kid though. I was young. I was like 12, 13 when I discovered those songs, and I'm like, what's crazy is that. What's crazy is that all those songs they sound different now that you know what R. Kelly has done, right? They all. Oh, absolutely. They, they yeah. age ain't nothing the but a number. You know, um, it seems like you're ready. Like all those songs, they they just hit differently now that you know, you know what R. So, Kelly's been so, doing. You know what? Now, now that we're saying that though. I know we wasn't even trying to get into this today, but um, well, people question, saying no, you, you, you co-hosting the show, so I guess we go where you feel like going. True, you know? true, 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 true. I people like are saying though, what what about what about all the other artists back in the days that used to sing about girls that were only 14, 15, Well, date girls that was that that young. Well, should we cancel their music too? Well, to that point, right? I look at. To me, it's it's um it's it's selective cancel. It's and I've always said this. It's selectively who they feel like targeting. Because if we really just want to go there, let's look at all those names that were around Jeffrey Epstein, and that have mm -hmm. gone been on that plane and been on that island, right? That all of a, think about it. All of a sudden, we just didn't want to talk about that. So the news moved right past that. See, we put a concert like mm -hmm. Bill Cosby, R. Kelly. It's when we feel like digging that we go for every single thing. And that's my problem with the cancel culture. Like I'm, I'm like the R. Kelly thing, like we've said, and we all started off this way. There's no way that I think that what R. Kelly was doing was OK. Right. But to Quest point, we selectively, though, decide who decide who needs to be canceled. Like I said, the Jeffrey Epstein thing, we all know there were a lot of people that have been around him. And you ain't gonna tell me people were going to that island and they weren't participating. People were going on that private jet and they and I ain't saying that everybody did something. I wasn't there. But how ironic it is that nobody's talking about any of those names. We talked mm -hmm. about that list that could be there for like a quick second and then the news cycle went and went and then all of a sudden Jeffrey Epstein was dead. Even the lady that's in jail now, we talked about that Delaney trial a little bit, but we didn't talk about none of the names that were on these lists and on these manifests that was flying with him over there to those islands. And we already know this, right? If they running in them circles, seven times out of ten, they participating in what's going on in them circles. But R. Kelly was what they felt like digging into. Right. And I feel like this. R. Kelly wasn't making nobody the money that he used to make them no more, right? So now it's like it he's disposable. Now we can get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Now he's exactly. falling on all the stuff that he's doing. Bill Cosby, exactly. You know, like I'm, I'm sure those some of those names are gonna come up once people on that list become disposable, bro. Right. Yeah. But that's one, how one happens. by one, one by one, it's gonna be. Oh, you was on this list, CNN. Right. It's gonna happen, bro. It's gonna happen. And and that's that's what happens. You know, what I'm saying like like it's like they select we and that's that's my problem with the cancel culture thing, which is a whole another story, right? Um, something else I wanted to talk to you all about because I, I you know I don't often get male female on it. Usually it's me and it's Melissa or whoever I might have as a female guest. But today, Quest and Melissa, I, I want to do this little thing with y'all, and it, you, it's uh, I got you. it's uh, I don't even know what it is. I would like I would like to know if y'all agree. This woman has shared her list of red flags for men. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd like to know, do y'all agree with these things on this list? I'm going to read a few of them off. Red flags as far as dating them? Hey, or, look, man, or... I guess all it says is, do y'all agree? Woman shares her flag list for men. 
Right? Men and stay away from them. I, I guess it's men that she figures, like, once she sees these things, this is a red flag. She might not want to date them. She don't want to be bothered with them. Whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop, right? Okay. Um, okay. I have a big problem with this first one because any woman that called me sassy, I probably want to choke her. Like, like you call me sassy, <laughs> I probably want to choke you. But number one on the list is, and 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 I don't, I don't want to sound abusive, but to me, a sassy man, yes, even to me, that's a red flag, like a sassy man. But that's that's number one. Well, no, no. First thing it says though is um more following more people than the dude has followers. Uh, I'm gonna start with you, Melissa. I, is that a problem? No, I'm going to tell you why it's not a problem, because uh, that means you're probably, well, it goes both ways. It means so you're not a DJ? You, it means you're not a DJ? Get <laughs> the fuck out of here. Anyway, Ooh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go you're ahead. not cool enough for me. No, I mean, like, if you're following more than who's following you, for instance, my boyfriend has social media, but it's like, he doesn't get on it very much, and he follows a whole bunch of like working out pages and people doing crazy shit like oh, climbing so you, 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 you don't check out. You don't check out who he following, huh? I just know him. Like we'll be scrolling next to each other, and so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, whatever. So he follows more people than follow him. I think he has maybe like ten followers, including me. So I'm not worried about that. Like that's not a big deal to me. So I think it's maybe if it was the other way around, then like, like what are you doing on social media? Like, are you really? Mm-hmm flirting with people are you how are you engaging with these people but if i know you're not engaging with anyone on there you're just following a bunch of pages that you like no all right yeah, i agree with that i agree with that there's nothing wrong with that um there's people that just like to go on facebook and and, and instagram and, and just follow pages and check out what everybody's doing they're not trying to be the center of attention or not mm-hmm. like that i like i actually like that you oh. know what i'm saying you ain't you ain't friendly right that's same exactly <laughs> to me really i think if, if you're a male with that many followers like what it's you a red f- it's, yeah it's a red flag the other way around how the fuck <laughs> dude quest we djs you can't agree with that it's a red that's flag different. the other way around I, as, as a dj different. is different oh okay if, if you're if, 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 bigger, if, if you work at mcdonald's okay and you got all these followers what the hell are you doing on instagram all right you, you friendly you, no you showing them how to how these burgers are made behind the scenes you giving them insight <laughs> That's what you're okay, doing. Then you're doing something. You're, you're doing something. That's I, I, I want to know, right? And if it's not that, then yes, it's a red flag. Like, yeah. um, anytime I've dated someone who's in the industry and they have a lot of followers, that makes sense to me. I get that. Okay. You're in the industry. Oh. That is part of your livelihood. Okay. Yeah, well, you want, you, you're like, you, you're like, are you slinging dick on OnlyFans? Hey, what are you doing hey, on there? Man, right. Hey, questions. Oh, this, 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 are we this, supposed this, to keep it clean? No, you, you fine. Question. You actually, you actually good. But I, I do want to ask you. As a man, do you think that these next couple of things are red flags? Um, right. A dude that carries a red iPhone quest or a dude that wears the checker drawers. I don't know why these things would be a red flag. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, used to have, I, I used to have a red iPhone. Used to. Why would that be a red Check, flag, though? I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. Because isn't but, that the phone? Um, if you get that phone, especially the iPhone, that's the one where you support AIDS, right? Like you're supporting like. It was it, back in like, 2000. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You might have right, got that right. phone to support but, um, like the, the good the good cause of helping to cure AIDS or whatever. All right, Quest, go ahead. Uh, red iPhones. Um, I'm just trying to figure out if, if Melissa is hiding from somebody or something. Oh, she blurred out. She's blurred I, out. I, just blurry. I don't know what happened. I'm trying to fix it. She blurred out like she's in witness protection. 
like the meme she, where hey she out here snitching y'all she out here snitching she look at snitching and be like I gotta back up a little bit off this camera oh my god look but yo the, the check and draws that don't make no sense bro I don't understand that I got it I, Whoa, I wouldn't wear hold no up, check quest, and draws hold up quest what you mean you get it What's wrong? With, is there an issue with a dude that wear checkered like checkered boxers? Is there a problem? The checkered boxers that when in your pants are sagging and I can see your checkered boxers, yes, is very juvenile. Well, that like, ain't what she said. She just, just says the checkered drawers. So you saying as no, long as no, but but I'm painting the picture for you. I'm helping you get to where it, it's understandable. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. Pants um, shouldn't, pan shouldn't be sagging anyways. Right. Oh. It shouldn't be sagging. But then if I'm seeing checkered, like that's you know, the red flag. That should be a red flag right there. Your pants are sagging. Yeah. Um. All right, Melissa. He calls females ma, boo, or bae. No. Flag. That's Absolutely. A, mm. Oh, I hate it. Mm. I hate it. Mm. Um. No hesitation. No nothing. And I'm gonna tell you why. If, unless you're like, like ma, I can kind of understand a little bit more depending on what region you're from. Okay. Your culture. Your culture. Right. Too. Depending on your culture and what region you're from. I can kind of understand it a little bit more. Um, like if you're from like New York or you're from New Jersey or what, that's just how they speak sometimes. So I'm like, okay, fine. Um, but anything other than that, like I don't even like when men call me terms of endear- endearment. Like, oh, sweetheart. Like, no, 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 no I don't know you like that. We oh, don't know wow. each other oh, like wow. that. Oh, wow. I, I have a name, you oh. know, because if I was your homeboy, you know, you're not going to call me that, right? But they call so, their homeboys bro. They call them all bro. You want them to call you bro? They shouldn't be calling me any terms of endearment. Now, if I'm going to date you, right, and you out here giving away my nickname, mm. that's even worse now. Like, mm. I just I just got you into the space where I'm telling you it's okay to call me a term of endearment. Finally, right? We, we just got here. But now I hear you calling all these other women that? No. I'm bae. Now, now huh? I would say this. Uh, <laughs> just, the other, just, just the other day, Hey, hold on. Hey, hold on. So you saying I can't call you Hey Beautiful? Oh. That's a compliment. Oh. Mm. oh, oh. That's not in the words that you listed. Oh. oh, And you and I have a relationship where we already know each other. I know, because you know, like, I know some some people, you know, know, some dudes be like, Hey hey, Beautiful. So you saying if I was just some random dude that saw you in Target, we in line at that Starbucks in there that's always in Target. And I'd be like, Hey Beautiful, um, what what coffee (laughs) are you getting? That's not cool? I walked my dog to the groomers today. And someone waved at me, and I gave them the finger. No, what the? I don't know you. you are, oh <laughs> hey, Quest. So I don't know, Quest. What were we just talking about? We don't want hey, friends. Hey. I want a friendly man. Hey, like, ma'am, go ahead. You can cross the street. Fuck you. <laughs> right? Yeah, they, yeah, like, yeah, like, like, what happened? Come on, man. Come on, come on. Yeah, like. Um, it yo. wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. He honks first. <laughs> yo, I, I ain't a fan of this number seven either. This number seven is under five eight. Oh, I'm mm, so sorry, Damn, Damn, you ain't you ain't even five eight, bro. Hey, bro. First of all, I'm five seven and three quarters. Like that's shit. What the question? You know me? Quest, I don't you, agree with that either. To be honest, I thought I've you would have been, been taller than that, though. No, Quest. I mean, how long he, have you known me? That, that's, that's, what you, that's what you're gonna do, Quest. That's what you're nah, gonna do. I'm sorry. I, I thought you was at least five nine, at least. <laughs> Yo, he's just making it worse. With, oh. with a good, with a with a good pair of Air Force Ones, you know, you know, got the heels, you no. Know, Damn! Can, wow, Quest. This is what we're doing. 
Did you did you go take your uh your, your license picture with flat song? Wow, dude! Like <laughs> oh, I thought you was at least I thought you was at least five now, my boy. Wow! I've never been a high color. Hey, I think I'm, I dated hey, someone who was five four. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to join Melissa in the, in the in the witness protection shit she got going on. Over here. Um, <laughs> I still. I don't know why my camera keeps blurring, you guys. Hey, let, let's oh, just, shit. let's do one more, man. Um, yeah. Oh wow, a NBA young boy fan. That's a red flag. <laughs> look, at, look at Melissa's face. Why? You you told me last week that Bad Bunny was toxic. So you'll date a dude that's a Bad Bunny oh. fan, but not an NBA young boy fan. I can understand Ooh. liking. Uh, okay, hold on. I don't know many of Young Boy, whatever his name is. Right? We'll like, just say Young Boy. That works. Yeah, yeah, he's like the equivalent of like the baby people. Like I don't, I don't really know all their music, and so most people who do know their music, right, are within a certain age group, or are trying mm. to model themselves after that person. And then I'm definitely not interested anymore. I'm not, I'm not about to be riding in your car in the passenger seat listening to to NBA, young boy, young kid, <laughs> the baby people. Like I just, I can't do it. Like the, but, the, ba- the baby people. <laughs> hey, but Chris, NBA, young boy, young kid. Right. I thought you said, but then you, I'm kind of, I'm kind of confused. I thought earlier you liked those times of just being ignorant. You don't get much more ignorant than that music. Yeah, when I go out in the club, but I don't want to be with someone. Who that's what they listen to. Like that's their persona. That's like So you saying I, I so you, Okay, so so what does your boyfriend listen to? Oh, my boyfriend's white, so he listens question, to a little wait, bit first of all, First of all, question, you hear this shit? Oh, 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 oh yeah, exactly. What the, what the hell was that? Oh, but, oh, 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 no, oh. he listens to actually I put him on Pop Smoke. Um I was so that that's not on his like that's his workout. You, you music. put him on to the nigga that got killed, right? <laughs> so, so, so you bring the ignorance into your household. Pop smoke. <laughs> hey, we listen to pop smoke up in here, but not no NBA whatever kid. Uh, Papa's cool. His Papa's name cool. is a red flag. His name is NBA. Like what? Never, Why is that? Never broke again. Never broke again. No, <laughs> it's a hard pass for me. But yeah. I'll listen to it if I'm out. I probably, I probably like some of his songs that I don't even know. Like I've probably been out and have been like, After, I, oh, yeah. I, I, will, I will say I listened to the album. I probably like maybe two, just two songs. Other than that, I was like, what are y'all listening to? This other stuff is whack. Where everyone was like, oh, this, this, this album gonna go. It's gonna go. I'll listen like, to Moneybag Yo, yeah. but I won't listen to that guy in the NBA. Fuck Moneybag Yo. Oh, well, that, that's that's another episode. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's another episode. We don't want to get Quest like wound up over here. <laughs> hey man, hey, um, I uh, Quest, I appreciate you taking over hosting duties today, man. I, I appreciate. Nah, it's you, all good, man. Hey, it is. Me, I got you, bro. Man, let me tell you something. Even, right though, even though I'm supposed to be on the air right now, hey, Quest is my dude, man. I, I appreciate you taking the time, man. And like, I already the thing I know about you is when we have these conversations, though, you're gonna keep it as yeah. real as it needs to be, and that that's what I always I got, can appreciate, I got you, man. He, you know, you my boy, man. We go back years, and and you know, you got. I got to give you your flowers, man, because you, I appreciate it. You've been in, even though you look like you're 22, you you've been in the industry for a while, and you was probably the first person to to introduce me to the industry. You know, we was all DJs, but we was just having fun, and and I remember uh, we used to go to your house after um after class after class because we was going to school. 
was going to school after class would go to your house, you know, I'd beat you in some Madden or Oh wow. Or, uh, you know that they would go through the records remember that we used to go through all oh, the records yeah. and go through the records and bpm records you used to give me you know your extras and and you always had the con you left the contacts of the industry people in there and i was able to connect with a lot of people because you you know it was like here hit this person up here hit this person up and i never knew there was an industry behind it you know what i'm saying i never knew there were record label reps yeah you know what i'm saying crazy but i know hater i gotta piggyback off of that too and give and give you know what and since we're in the spirit after we made fun of oh, his, his oh, age oh wow we're in the spirit no no yeah. no honestly um same thing you know Ekin is like one of the only people that i've been saying oh i want a podcast or i want to talk a little bit or i want to and people are like no she's just like cute like just you know just just take a yeah. picture of her just invite just her take over. a picture <laughs> you know because i model you know so just take a picture of her like that's it that's all she's gonna. We got to um, come up with another term for men instead of saying "giving their flowers." What's another right, term we can say? Flowers is is so feminine. Yeah, like, is anyone? If I came up to you and gave you some flowers, Ekin, you you red flag, right? Red flag that <laughs> way, but but the fact you'd be like, this nigga been watching P Valley too much. Look, <laughs> now, look, that's a that's another. You episode. know, we got look. Look, you know, speaking of, which, speaking of which, right, I got six minutes before we get out of here. Like, let, can we talk about P-Valley real quick? Because Plaz got into go something ahead, recently. Plaz talked about why we didn't warn him about P-Valley. P oh, my God. And, and all of that stuff, right? And um, I got six minutes to go before I want to get out of here. But I'm going to give go you ahead. a little bit of the Plaz clip, and then I want to get into it real quick. Jason, can I get a little bit go of the ahead. Plaz clip? Well, I'm really sitting here motherfucking traumatized. I'm really motherfucking traumatized more I think about it. Why I was saying this shit all on social media, hashtag P-Valley and all this shit, so... I kept seeing it, so I asked my father, man, what the fuck is P Valley? <clears throat> so they said, man, this is a show about goddamn strip club. So me being a motherfucker love strip club, I said, when I get some time, boy, I'm motherfucking watch that. So the other day, I'm sitting in the motherfucking bed, I'm just flipping through the channel, and boom, I see motherfucking <clears throat> P Valley. I said, oh shit, <laughs> here with a motherfucking show right now. So I see a nigga on stage in the strip club, you know, buff ass nigga. Nigga ain't got no motherfucking shirt on or nothing. And he performed. I, it's 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 little murder. He motherfucking performed. Seven pounds of pressure. Seven pounds of pressure. I said, God damn, motherfucking little murder, motherfucking gangster. So I go to the motherfucking bathroom and come back, and I see motherfucking seven pounds of pressure. <laughs> he in the motherfucking bed <laughs> with three hundred motherfucking pounds of pressure. <laughs> He in the motherfucking bed with motherfucking Uncle Clover. <laughs> bruh. Now, bruh. Said, okay, Jason, Jason, stop right there. Stop right there. Okay. Now, here's the thing that happened with Plies. Like, after Plies did that, right? Uh, you one of the, watched it. Yeah. Uh, one of the dudes who is on the show, uh, Alphonse Nicholson, right, who plays the role of Lil Murder, he was uh -huh. talking to uh, uh, Nicole, um, XO Nicole, used to be Nicole Bitchy, and he spoke about the Plies message. And he he kind of was on this thing of like, people are always extremely touched by the intimate scenes and it seems like it bothers them. And it seems like maybe they finding out something about themselves, right? Um, the Plies thing is funny to me because I just think Plies is funny, like I, I do. Like, and But mm -hmm. my other the other part of this thing to mm -hmm. me is, and am I the only one that sees it like this? Why is it that every time someone speaks on something for that community, they immediately have to be like, they're insecure with themselves, yeah. right? To me, like, Plies just seemed like, like legitimately, like, he got told about this show, he saw this, and when he came back, he was like, oh, there's a lot going on in this show that I necessarily didn't know about. 
you, right? get, you get caught off guard. Right. And if you haven't watched P-Valley before, like I watched the whole first, I haven't watched the second season at all. So I kind of know what goes on on P-Valley. I don't talk about it a lot and none of it bothers me because I just, it just be entertainment to me. I'm, but I'm able to look at stuff and compartmentalize like this is entertainment. It don't bother me. And nobody's lifestyle really bothers me either. But am I the only one that sees it? It seems like every time, like if someone speaks about that community, like Plies just did or whatever, it immediately becomes this thing of like, we're insecure with our manhood, especially men. Like we're insecure with our manhood. We we know all the names, but maybe we we just don't want everybody to know that we that we that we might like it or this. Why does it have to be that? Why can't it just be what Ply said it was that he was like, oh shit, this is what happens on yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Am I, I thinking I, I about think it wrong? Just, I think it's just a defense for, for people. Is, is he now? Is he gay or is he just playing that role? Um, do you know? Um, I, think I don't. He's just playing the role, right? If I'm not. I was wondering that, and I, I always wonder how actors that are not supposed to be gay could play that role so damn good. Well, like you are playing a role. Like, like, hold on, man. You are you didn't see this last season, Egan? No, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> seen any of season two at all. Like, I might have started watching one. Well, listen, have you seen? Have you seen it? I've seen a few episodes of P Valley, but what I like just Bruh. in general. Okay, hold on. so I, I don't like watching sex scenes, even if it's like a heterosexual couple, right? Like, not that I dislike it, but it's kind of just like, okay, I was just in the middle of watching the story and now we're having sex. So I'm just going to fast forward because I don't need to be in this room with you guys. Like, where did they um, make you at? Like, watch the <laughs> sex scenes? I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead with no, your point. I mean, you like, it's just. Do you honestly, not watch porn? You no, I watch porn? porn. Like you go look for that. Like yeah, okay. but so I mean, so. When, but when you're watching porn, you fast forward because you don't want to see nobody trying to act. You just go right to the porn because that's what you're there for. You know, actually, I sometimes get involved in the plot. Like, okay, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that part. Let me. Um. Let me. Let me tell you. Hold on. <laughs> before, I'm gonna, hold on. Let me. Let me give you this before you make your point. This is what the dude was saying. He said, and it's interesting because. He noted. Um. Okay. So the dude's name is Alphonse Nicholson. He plays Lil Murder, who Plies was talking about. He noted that people are extremely touched by the intimate scenes and mentioned the rapper. This video of Plies is going viral. Plies talking about how he was traumatized from the show, said Nicholson. And it's interesting because he knew every character's name, knew exactly what they said. And so you wonder, are people traumatized? Are you confused? Are you just scared to kind of accept maybe who you are or those of who are around you, you are? Something like that. Don't, get it, what, don't get it twisted. It's a good show. Right. And it's just some scenes you just was not expecting. Right. And I, and I don't think Plaza said he he doesn't think that it happens. It just was like, yo, you watching P-Valley and everybody tells you it's about a strip club, which it essentially is. Mm -hmm. But you don't realize until you're watching it that probably one of the biggest dudes on the show is also gay. You don't you don't recognize yeah. that until you like what you're like, oh, oh, this is what's going on. And it does make he, make the story interesting. That makes for good. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It, makes, it makes the story interesting. But like I said, back to my point of my question is. Am I the only one that feels like every time we speak on something like this, like to Ply's point, he was surprised. He, you know, if, even if he used the word traumatized, right, whatever. You know Ply's like to be funny. He liked to make his mm -hmm. one-minute videos interesting for you to watch. Even if he was surprised, why does it have to become, though, like suddenly we're unsure of our sexuality? Is that what it all, because I don't think that that's what, I didn't get that from Ply's at all. No, I think in certain situations that can be the case, but I think for Ply's, he really, it was something that caught him off guard. I think he was being funny. I mean, like, how many times do we use the word traumatized for something and we're using it very loosely? Like, I think it was just making fun of this, the fact that he was like, damn, I left the room, came back in, and this is what we got going on. I mean. Right. And, 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 and to his point, right, he was like, 
Seven pounds of pressure was the song, and he came back and he was with three hundred pounds of pressure. Like he was with a really big <laughs> dude. All of a sudden in the bed, I just I just left the room. He was doing this song that was like this crazy hip hop song. And now I and, and if you think like Plies does probably or what I get from Plies, right? He's made a lot of these records, right? So imagine some of the records that Plies make, right? If they were used in that show, and then all of a sudden when you turn, the next scene is that same rapper is in a back room secretly. In a in a mm-hmm. in a in a gay relationship, it does. If you haven't watched the show, you kind of like whoa. Because even when it started, though, I, if you watched the show like me, you were like, "Is this dude really gone?" Oh wow! Like this dude was like the toughest dude on the show for a minute, and now he's, yeah. you know. So, but it, you know what? But you haven't watched the last season, though. No, I like haven't. This, I haven't. I don't want to ruin it for you, but they 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 show a contrast, though. Like they they'll 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 show an intimate scene of him getting hit from the back in the kitchen but then the next day they'll show you him killing somebody I, and again, so they're saying I, so they saying just because he gay don't mean he he weak right and i think that that's know? just the world too like just because somebody's like just like saying like somebody because they be they quiet and they don't yell and scream right that don't mean that they won't be the person to knock you out that don't mean they can't defend themselves so yeah. i mean there's there's different sides i think to all of us you know like i said and, I, and i'm not even like to, to your point quest i think the episode like when i watched that first season to me, it was a real good show. I will say this. I haven't renewed stars and I haven't looked for it on my, my jailbroken. Well, nothing. I don't have jailbroken anything. Um, cause I forgot the fed be taking stuff. Fire now. Stick. Fire stick. I, I, didn't, I didn't say that. I, I just, I just got hey, a regular. You ain't, stick. I just, hey. you, you, you ain't in Polk County. You good. Hey, I just, I just got a regular fire stick, but you know, like to that point, right. I haven't, you know, stars got to really give me a great deal for me to go back. Cause I only want to watch three shows. Like it needs stars need to be like $5 for like six months. So I can go back and watch, you know, I can get back on, uh, uh, you know, uh, 50 shows and the other shows. I'm not just going there That's and just guy. watch it for no reason, you know. So I, I don't know, man. And, and like I said, <laughs> I, I, I didn't think that it's always got to be a test of our manhood because mm-hmm. we, you know, we speak on but, things but in that community. The, the thing is, the thing is, you got to understand that um, that community, I've been trying to understand them a whole lot better lately. Um, there, was a, there was a time where they tried to cancel me, bro, years ago because I said something about, I said something about, I'm not going to repeat it. Right. I was had, like, no. It, it, it has something to do, um, course, it has something this, to do with at me. At this point, bro, you got to repeat it. At this point, you got to repeat no. it. Well, well my, my problem was. I mean, he's it, making it, a point it, in telling us the days. story. You can't kind of tell me the story. I go shopping, right? And uh-huh. when I get to the store, I look for my size. And they be like, yeah, all the studs came and grabbed them, all them sizes, right? So right. I, I commented like, damn, why the hell are the studs grabbing all the sizes? Next thing you know, man, my my timeline was full of the LGBTQ community going in on me. They was inboxing me. They had me posted up in all the groups. <laughs> but <laughs> like, why though? Like that's like I like because, because but they felt like I was attacking them. But that that you know and see that, that to me is like I said what what my issue is like sometimes with with that community because that same thing was said about dudes my size. Remember when everybody was wearing their clothes too big? It was like why all these little dudes keep going in there buying thirty yeah. sixes when they don't wear no thirty sixes? Yeah. Are you attacking me or is that just facts? That's right. facts. Yeah. Those are facts. That's and, and again, yeah. like I said. I'm not this person to be like, I got one friend. No, I got friends in every community and I'm cool with them. This is not about that. But 
I think we got to stop thinking that every time somebody expresses an opinion, it's not an attack. It's like, an attack. you're it's allowed it. to have yeah. an opinion on things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, that mm-hmm. same thing that Quest just said that he that he got run up on all these boards for, I have literally heard that said about dudes my size. Man, what are all these little dudes doing up here buying the double XLs and, and, and the size 38 pants? Man, these dudes weigh like a 30. They ain't here buying size yeah. 38 pants. Is I say a- that too when I can't find an extra small. I'd be like, oh my God, there's five girls that can't fit into this are here. Stealing my size. Well, you might be attacking Uh-oh. though. I think that's attacking. That's probably that's probably why that's probably that's probably why you're on this pod hiding from the feds. You hiding from them. That's what it is. <laughs> like that, that's, right. that's what it is. That's why you keep uh, hey, 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 Inky, so um since we're on the subject of you know P Valley, I know we gotta go, but real quick, man, I had this conversation with a couple of friends of mine. Uh, and do you feel like a lot of these shows now actually make it a point? to include a gay couple or uh, 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 two men together having sex or something. They, they, they put it in your face on purpose. Yes. And I, and I'll, I'll tell you a perfect example. I watch, um, because I am a child. I watch the Jurassic park cartoon on Netflix every season. I've watched them all every, cause I, I first was, of all, I, I was, First of all, because I, I watch, watch yeah. First of all, because I I'm a dinosaur like my son when he he was a dinosaur kid, so we that's how how I fell into. Yeah. So I watch every episode of that cartoon, and these kids are in camp. They're in a camp, and all goes yeah. awry, and now they stuck out there in camp, and so they go through all these adventures, and it's five seasons of it, and there was a there's a boy and a girl in there that have liked each other since the beginning, and we never saw them do anything intimate, no kisses, no nothing, and then in season five, it came to be that two of the girls realized that they like each other. And what did we get? We got them kissing. And and everybody on a lot of people were on Twitter and stuff going, we didn't need that scene. Like you didn't you didn't we didn't need to see that. Like even you decided that they liked each other. We've been through the four seasons yeah. without these are teenage these are kids like and I, I'm like I said none of them are supposed to be really over like 13, 14, 15 tops maybe, right? They're they're mm-hmm. They're that age of kids and they're all in this Jurassic, this Jurassic Park camp and it goes haywire. Like we never saw any intimacy from anybody. And then the minute it was discovered that these two girls liked each other to Quest Point, it's like we had to have them kiss. We had to have them show affection. We had to have them holding hands. When the boy and the girl that were liking each other for all these other seasons, we never saw none of that. And to your point, Quest, Twitter was going crazy. Like, why did we need that? Why did we need that in this series? It's a cartoon. It's for kids. Because one person was expressing like they was like they've been watching this with their daughter all the seasons. And all of a sudden they had to have this awkward conversation with their daughter when they wasn't ready for that. They wasn't even to that point with their kid yet of like, now I got to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. I just I just experienced that with the the movie Lightyear. Lightyear. You know, they did the same thing in that movie where it was two females. And I, now I got to have a conversation about, you know, gay people and, and, and having different type of relationships with my daughter. And I'm like, it's, it's too early. She's, she's, she's 10. She just turned 10. Right. Yeah. So to your point, I, I do, I do think that we're doing it like, you know, again, and everybody can do what they want to with their lives. I, I'm okay with that. Very much okay with that. You know, however you want to live, it's okay. But I do think quest, it seems like, these shows and these producers and these people that are behind these things are going the extra mile to be like, we need to show them that. And we really don't need to. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but there is a flip side of that though. There is a flip side. I remember growing up, uh, one of my close friends, um, I used to go to the bus with him and we hang out at school. Um, he had two moms, mm-hmm. you know? So, so when you show that in kids movies, 
they get to understand it and see it as normal for people growing up like that. That part I understand, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, it's 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 weird though. But again, to to, to the point I was making earlier though, I wasn't. I didn't even say it was wrong for them to say, okay, the two girls suddenly like each other. But we've had four seasons of, and mm-hmm. there's been a boy and a girl in this series that have liked each other. They wasn't sure or whatever. There wasn't no, but there wasn't the kissing scene. They wasn't the holding hands. It just kept being like this innocent thing of like, we like each other. And yeah, mm-hmm. you know, when we get back to get to safety. We might try to see each other, this, that, and the third. It was all of that stuff being talked about. The minute mm-hmm. it was discovered that these two females liked each other, we had a kissing scene. And I, I had to watch that, man. Yeah, we're in season five. Like, like we haven't had any of this going on. That that that's my point with that about you know about maybe I didn't think that all of that was needed, you know. To your point, representation. Mm-hmm. We had all the nationalities represented on there, which I thought was a re- I thought it was a really cool show, even with that happening. But I do recall, like to your point, like Twitter went kind of crazy, you know, because when it dropped, you know, everybody's talking about the epi- the new episodes are out, and we watch it. You know, we're all like kids. I was watching, it and I'm on Twitter, and that was one of the big things that came up. Like, why did we need this? We didn't need this, you know. It was it mm-hmm. didn't it didn't make or break the show. Like, that's what I was just gonna ask you. Did it like change the plot or no, anything? It had nothing to do with the plot. Like if they, like I said again, they liked each other. That would that was okay, but it was like. So it's an, you think it's an agenda? Uh, is there I, an agenda, Eakin? I say sometimes that they like those. Sometimes. It's like it's like they're trying to make sure that we accept it. And and again, I don't I don't I don't I I'm on my business when it comes to life. I don't have to like anything. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to like you got on a hat. I don't have to like dudes that don't that wear hats. Do I got it now? Do why, why don't why they not pushing that agenda? You got to like every guy that like a hat that wear a hat. They ain't pushing that. It's just certain things are being pushed to your point even yeah, earlier about think, R. Kelly yeah, and that sort of the, thing. The, the, the more they they put in your face, the more you get desensitized. Yeah, you need to pause too. You need to pause. Yeah, you just need to pause. Oh, bro. pause! Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. The, oh my yeah, god! The more pa- they put oh. in your face, just pause, bro. Like, yeah, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm that, yeah. I didn't even catch that yeah. one. I'm gonna just pause myself. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 that, that, that's the kind of stuff <laughs> we you got say. Got a witness protection. That's the kind of stuff you say. That's the kind of stuff you say when you're over five eight. That's the kind of stuff that happens. <laughs> yeah. The more they, the yeah. more they put it out there, the le- you know you get real desensitized yeah, to it. That's okay. what I'm saying. It's okay. And I guess yeah. that's what they're saying. Yeah. I mean, still, the thought you know process what? is still making me pause. The thought process yeah. is still God. making me pause. Still, it <laughs> damn, is. you know. Damn. Well, don't worry about it. Melissa's out of witness protection. We're all good here, man. <laughs> she good. She out. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you I'm rocking here. with me, man. Quest, where can they find you at on social media, man? Yo, you can check me out on social media at DJ Quest on pretty much everything. At DJ Quest, stupid that is. Yeah. And on uh, Instagram, on Snapchat, Twitter, uh, website is DJQuestStupid.com. Um, I'm on ChristianMingle.com also. You can catch me on there. Um, what? Not Christian Mingle. I hope you're you kidding. You're not on Christian Mingle? I'm not on Christian. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, pretty much everything is at DJ Quest Stupid, all right? And I'm also um, on the air in Southwest Florida on 105.5 The Beat. There you go. You can check us out uh, uh, on the iHeartRadio app. Check me out. I'm on there from 6 p.m. to uh, midnight every single day. Cool. Like, I'm supposed to be, uh, be on the air right now, but I'm taking a break. Yeah, well, there you go. Quest, there you go. Yeah. Miss yeah. Melissa, of course, where can they find you at, you know, in your pitches with uh, uh, Manny Fresh? <laughs> you can find my pictures with many fresh DJ Eakin and Jadakiss. No, oh, oh, there you go. on Instagram, um, underscore Melissa L. 
Uh, and on TikTok, Melissa L underscore. Oh, what you doing on TikTok? Hey, is, is it me or Manny Fred look like someone's gay auntie? Hey, man, I'm stop, stop it. But <laughs> oh! You see? You see? You see? So he, look, so he, so he look, <laughs> so are you saying Manny Fred look like the stud that was buying your clothes? Oh, my bad. Oh, Sorry. My bad, <laughs> yeah, bro. he I'm, do. Bro, stop it. I, yo, I'm getting here. Uh, yeah, I do. Yo, for everybody rocking with us, man, here at the DJ Can Podcast, man. Shouts out to Jason Radio Influence. Uh, you know, as always, wherever you get your podcast, fix my uh, rock there. And on YouTube at DJ Eakin TV. Um, yeah, this one's been this one's been a uh, eye opening. Um, I feel like we back to business, man. Quest, I appreciate you dropping in, man. As always, and my brother, my um, brother. I think I might got to start having you on like once a month because you know, get into some 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 DJ things. Hit me up. Hit yeah. me up, bro. I hit got you, you. Hit you. You got me. Okay. I'm here. I, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't go nowhere. I stay in here, bro. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Melissa, as always, I I appreciate you uh, being here. Um, now that you're out of witness protection, it's all good, though. <laughs> man, the DJ. Of course, as always, the DJ can podcast, man. We gone, man. I love y'all. Looking for studios in the Tampa Bay area to record your podcast? Radio Influence can help. With two studios on either side of the bay, Radio Influence has you covered. Engineered and produced by longtime radio professionals, achieve the excellence in podcasting that you and your listeners deserve. For more information or to schedule studio time, email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. Radio Influence, the future is now.